Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, February 23rd. Treat your friends as though you had much to learn from them. There's no surer way of losing a friend than to let him feel you need nothing from him. There's a, a book that used to be quite well known. I don't know if it's, if it's become so vintage nobody knows about it. It was called How to, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the author's name escapes me right at the moment, but it'll probably come to me in a second. And uh, he, he, one of the one of the things he says in there, it has a title that sounds somewhat Dale Carnegie. That's his name. It has a title that sounds somewhat self-serving, but it's actually a wonderful book. I'm sure it's available somewhere. And if you haven't read it, I really encourage you to read it. It has just a lot of common sense wisdom, but very cleverly and clearly uh, presented with a lot of heart. And so you, at the end of it, you, you really feel you've learned a lot about how to get along with people. And he says, one of the ways to really make someone your friend is to allow him to do you a favor. He said, if everybody likes to be helpful because it's, in, it's inherent within us. It's an, an inherent understanding that may not quite be at the conscious level, that we are part of all that is, that we are in fact my brother's keeper, and that we are part of this greater reality. And whenever we get to do anything that actually affirms that higher truth, there's a very deep satisfaction in our own hearts for being able to do it. It's very deeply satisfying to live according to a reality, to the highest reality that is potentially true. And, and that potentially, potentially in our mind, but in fact a reality, and that by our actions we can affirm it. And so it also, when you're able, to, when a person is able to give to someone else, it also makes you feel that you have something worthwhile to give, that you're of benefit, that you're helpful, that you're needed. All of these are qualities which have a, a, a deeply, a deeply gratifying uh, feeling within us. So he, he's also saying, you know, it takes a certain, it takes a certain generosity of spirit to be able to receive also. It, it, it unifies your energy. I mean, think about it. Many people have, have more trouble receiving than they do giving. But as a consequence, if, if you think about it in relationships that you know, if you have someone who never needs anything from you and will never allow you to help them, that, that just kind of sets up a barrier. I live in my own world and you're out there, but you're not really important to me. But even to trust someone enough to allow them to give to you um, creates a bond between you. You've opened yourself to needing something and you've welcomed that person's input. It's a gesture of respect. It's a, it's a gesture of, of mutuality, moving through this world um, hand in hand and not merely in, in parallel realities. So also um, this... Swamiji's sort of touching on that. Let me just, there's just a second, there's the thought here I'm trying to capture. I want to see if I can find it better. Give me a moment. 
Um, it's a sign of, you know, I, I've been caught of it in the other side, you know. I, when I've been with people who refuse to let me help them, or refuse to believe me when I said I would help them. And, and this is kind of the, the syndrome that can develop. Um, I've had, uh, I, I live in a house that has more space in it than I personally need. And because I live in community, the house I live in becomes, hotel is not quite the right word, but it's sort of, it's, it's the community guest house for, for a lot of different people at different times. Um, right now in 2020, we're using the house differently, but much of that time. So I've had to host a lot of people. I've had the free, had the privilege of hosting people, is how I'll put it. Or and often I've had long-term housemates, and I I try to say to them, you know, eat whatever you find in the refrigerator. Don't worry that you have to leave the last little bit for me. Don't think that you can't use the prettiest bowl. Don't feel that that's my cup and you can't use it. Just various things like that. And some guests will just enter right into it. And I always say, I always say to people, I'm a very good roommate and a very bad host. If you just treat the house as if we were both paying equal rent and it belongs to you as much as it belongs to me, and that everything in the house is our shared possessions, then we get along great. If you're always waiting for me to invite you, it's really not going to work for either of us. But the other side of it is oftentimes some people will just enter into that. And others will constantly be holding back and constantly be asking me, may I, may I, may I? And if, if I fi- it finally came to me and I found a way to articulate, which is, why don't you believe me? When I say, help yourself, why do you keep acting as if I'm, I'm lying to you? And of course, nobody thinks of it like that. But, but I actually realized an unwillingness to accept the generosity that ex- is extended to you is often quite um, insulting to the person who extends the generosity. It's insulting either because what you're offering is not good enough for me, or I know you don't really mean it, you're just being a hypocrite, you're just saying it to be nice. And, and it's, very, it's very interesting. And being on the, on the um, giving end and watching the various ways that people receive, it's been interesting to me to watch the effect on me. And I actually feel that we're better friends when people will just accept my generosity without question, it's, it's a compliment to my character. Do you understand? It, and it's, it's very interesting a thing to think about. So Swami was talking about, you know, treat all your friends as though they have something to give you. That, that not that you're going to uh, profit from them, but that they, they are worthwhile and their generosity is a gift to you, whether it's the generosity of their wisdom, their humor, their presence in your life, whatever it might be. When, when we cultivate that attitude in ourselves also, we're doing people a wonderful favor. This is what Dale Carnegie was saying, which is something that I've known for a very long time, but quite honestly, until I was putting all the pieces together here, I really actually see what it means. And when, when I or any of us get the opportunity to really help someone, it's wonderfully gratifying. It's wonderfully enjoyable to actually really have been able to contribute to the well-being of someone's, someone else's life. And it's an affirmation of our unity in a joking way. Sometimes at Ananda, we um, will make jokes about wrong attitudes at a time when we're actually just feeling perfectly fine. 
will make a joke out of a wrong attitude because then later on when you're inclined to think of it seriously, you'll have remembered the time you made fun of it. And so it's a little harder to sort of take it seriously because it was a joke a little while ago. I remember um, way early in my Ananda life, it would have been as early as 1971 or 72, um, we lived way out in the country. The nearest town was a half an hour away in a car on a windy mountain road. Um, we didn't have collectively that many cars. Um, it was by no means that every person had a car. For a period of time, I think nine of us shared this little small um, VW bug and uh, until I drove it over a rock and a boulder and, and did something fairly serious to something under there. <laughs> anyway, that was a whole other story. But, um, and also we had n no money. And also we were very committed to alternative natural ways, all of which is to explain when a friend of mine, and we were strong and young for the most part, we were, you know, so it was health. This was all about health and medicine. So one of my friends became quite ill with a fever, which was unusual. We were really, our, our lifestyle was so healthy, we just didn't get sick very much. Uh, we lived out in the country, we ate, we ate the organic food that we grew ourselves. We had to walk everywhere, the air was exceedingly fresh. We weren't in uh, polluted atmospheres with polluted thoughts or electricity. I mean, just everything was very wholesome. But she got some kind of a something or another, and she had a high fever. And um, she was in her little trailer, and I was in mine, and she, she must have asked me to come over. But there I was in the middle of the night, and we, I was following some protocol that she knew about, which I think is just traditional, trying to bring the fever down by putting cool cloths on her she was concerned about the fever. I mean, to have taken two aspirin would have been so simple. I, I think we had aspirin, but she didn't, she didn't know just, we're not going to take two aspirin. Instead, we're going to stay up all night and I'm going to put wet cloths on you, which is what people did before they had aspirin. But in any case, this is what I did. So it was, a, it was an arduous thing. It was arduous for her. She was, she's a very feisty, this is Shivani, she's a very feisty lady. And um, apparently it was quite... Um, you know, rugged for her system, both to have the fever and to have me constantly be laying these cool cloths on her. So we, we did that for a couple of hours through the middle of the night, and I have no recollection of whatever happened to the fever, but something happened because she was perfectly fine very soon. But at one point she said something to me like, you know, just how grateful she was that there I was doing this not-so-pleasant thing instead of sleeping comfortably in my own bed. And I teased her and I said, money in the bank, Shivani, it's just money in the bank. I was talking about the law of karma, you know, and also, you owe me. I mean, all of this was just joking. I said, it's money in the bank, you know, today it's you, tomorrow it's me. We're just trading. But it was also an extremely serious statement. Serious statement in the sense of um, what goes around comes around. If I, if I wish to have friends who will consider my welfare to be a high priority for them? How, how, do, how do we attract friends who really care about us? Well, it's too obvious. You have to be a friend. You can't just sit there and lament that nobody's my friend. Are you a friend? Oftentimes when people have come to me, in this day and age, sometimes people wish to have a partner in life, but life does not bring them a partner. 
And so sometimes this becomes a, a source of unhappiness for people. But I have often asked them in such a counseling session, I said, write down, I mean, not just sitting here, but go home and write down carefully everything you think you will have after you have a partner. Or everything you'll be able to do, everything you'll be able to become. Just write all of it down. Like, why do I want a partner? Because of all these things that are going to happen. I said, now look at that list and make a, make a positive check mark by everything that you could have without a partner. You're just waiting for the partner to do it and start doing all of those. Because if you have a vision of what you want your life to be, you need to generate the magnetism that matches that vision. You can't just sit here and think, oh, everything will change when, when, when you're, not, you, you're nowhere near that magnetic field. And so, of course, friends are exactly the same. If you want to have a friend, be a friend, just, just like that. If you want somebody who will come and rescue you when you have a 103 temperature and you're alone in your little trailer, it's money in the bank, Shivani. You know? But it was true. I wasn't doing it for that reason, but I was doing it because it was right. And to say it was money in the bank is just a way of saying, this is the law of prosperity. Let's, let's activate the law of prosperity. Let's activate um, divine graciousness. If these principles are true, then how do, what follows after that? So here Swami is talking about a very specific way of making your friends feel what, of expressing to your friends how important they are to you. And also, everybody has something interesting to share with you. If only just, as Swamiji said, everybody in the universe specializes on, in being themselves on your behalf. And what he means by that is, they show you another facet of the diamond, another facet of human possibility. Because ultimately, we all have to expand into everything. And when we become interested in the way, in the, in, in the unique differences, and observe how, how original everyone is in the way they respond to things, then all of a sudden our own universe gets much bit, bigger, and our rigid attachment to the way it has to be done also begins to dissolve, which is all to the good. Um, so... Swamiji says to us, treat your friends as though you had much to learn from them. There's no surer way of losing a friend than to make him feel you need nothing from him. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.